Hello and welcome to the Learning to Slay the Beast podcast, a resilience podcast where we talk about all the challenging things that we're working to overcome like anxiety, health and relationship issues. My name is Sarah. So welcome to another week of the Learning to Slay the Beast podcast. My name is Sarah and I'm happy to connect with all of you today. It's been another big week. I know last week I gave an update in terms of what is happening with our flood. And then this week I mentioned I had some pain in my upper back. It's also been in my chest and my ribs. And I found out this week I have shingles, which I had at 25 and I'm not thrilled to have again. Um, It's kind of painful, definitely annoying. Um not great when it's hot and it's you know itchy and it's all the things and uncomfortable and I just feel like (laughs) I can't believe it that I have it again but um you know I'm really trying to stay positive about it and recognize that this time is different than when I was 25 because you know I have a whole healthcare team that I work with Um, you know, my naturopath, my osteopath, my chiropractor, my massage therapist. I've had, you know, lots of people helping me with this. My medical doctor as well. This time I was able to get it quicker and get on antivirals and I'm doing all the things for my immune system and trying to, you know, take a little, take it a little bit easy, which is hard for me. But um, it comes with a lot of fatigue and nausea and, you know, I've even had vertigo. And so, um, different different things. I guess the vertigo is not supposed to be connected, but could be like a post-viral thing. Um, the doctor thought it could be connected to a previous COVID um, issue, you know, a previous COVID infection or whatever we want to call it. So just trying to work through that and, um, you know, get on with my summer. I just, I want to get through this. So I'm hoping the antiviral means this won't be weeks and weeks. Last time that I had it, I had it about a month. Um, so hoping, you know, maybe this will go quicker, but, uh, yeah, just kind of an odd, again, another odd thing to add to our spring 2023, having this shingles outbreak. Um, again, like I said, it's kind of like my upper back and my chest, sort of like the, one of the nerves that comes right across that section. But... We've still got interesting things that need to go on with the podcast. So this conversation is super interesting. I'm speaking with Melissa Conkling, who is a spiritual hypnotist. And I've always been interested in spirituality. I don't really feel like I've figured it out for myself yet um, in terms of where my beliefs are and how things work in my mind. And so I was really excited to talk to Melissa. Um, She's considers herself to be a lifelong spiritual seeker and as I said a spiritual hypnotist and she's really driven by the own her own personal transformation that she's had and the awakening that she had and so she now focuses on helping spiritually curious people so I definitely fit into that area and and was really excited to speak with her um, she also talks to us a little bit more about hypnosis which is something that I don't know as much about or didn't know as much about and have always been kind of curious because some people will speak to the power of hypnosis and that it can do some really interesting things. So we can also listen to her thoughts on spirituality. And I would say, you know, go into it with an open mind and hear what Melissa believes and her thoughts around a spiritual practice and what her practice looks like. Um, And then 
what a spiritual connection can help us with and and then how hypnosis fits into all of that. So I do think you'll enjoy this conversation and please help me to welcome Melissa Conkling to the podcast. I'm happy to connect with you today. Thanks so much for having me, Sarah. So why don't we start with you providing a little bit more about your background? All right. So I began my spiritual journey, I suppose, long ago, um, really probably intentionally in college, 25-ish, 30 years ago, and kind of always dabbled in it. I was always just interested, but it was something that I never really took too seriously and kind of thought of it as something for other people in a sense, thought that you had to have like some special gift to really take it much further than just having a casual interest in it. Mm -hmm. And then in 2018, as I was getting more into meditation and had always been so interested in the spiritual side of stuff, I ran into hypnosis kind Mm -hmm. of by accident. And I was instantly intrigued because to me, it kind of had that balance between a spiritual thing, kind of a woo-woo thing in a sense, and something that is more scientific-based. So it had that nice combination of the two. So I ended up uh, becoming a hypnotist because at that point in time, I had been looking into becoming a meditation instructor. So when I found hypnosis, it just made sense for me. So when I began as a hypnotist, I was doing very typical things that hypnosis is used for is helping people overcoming fears and phobias, helping with weight loss, quitting smoking, those kinds of things. And throughout the process, I was bringing in more and more spiritual aspects into my sessions with clients, um, somewhat inadvertently in a sense, um, as far as calling in people to help them remove different blocks, to help them get over whatever it is they were trying to achieve. And then in 2020, I really saw the connection of what I had been doing and the spiritual side of things and then kind of moved my business around to really focus on that spiritual side of life and using hypnosis to help you do that. Okay, that sounds really interesting. Why don't we talk a little bit more about why it's important to have a spiritual practice? What what do you see there in terms of benefits and the importance? I think one of the biggest benefits from having a spiritual practice is really getting to know yourself better and helping you get more clarity in life, in what your purpose is, in, you know, why we're here on this planet at this particular time, and to really help you get real about what you want to achieve in life. Because I feel like so often we set goals based on what we think we should want. And Mm -hmm. for me, really focusing on that spiritual side has helped me be more honest with myself about what it is I really want out of life. And I think that just brings more fulfillment into life in general, which is what we all really want anyway, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, that makes a lot of sense. And what does your own personal kind of spiritual practice look like? 
Um, it's actually pretty simple. Um, one of the things I focus on a lot is working with spirit guides, which for me had been kind of a learning process. And once I kind of figured it out with hypnosis, it's kind of been amazing ever since. So my daily practice is generally meditation, um, connecting with my guides, sometimes for only a matter of minutes, sometimes a little bit longer, and journaling. It's really pretty simple. It doesn't have to take a ton of time, which is awesome. Okay, that sounds, yeah, pretty, pretty easy, relaxing. And maybe you can expand for those who aren't familiar, like, what is a spirit guide? Who is generally a spirit guide? Like, is it somebody that you know, in the past, maybe you can just expand on that concept. So there are spirit guides of all kinds, all shapes and sizes. I, from different things I've read over the years and from my personal experience, I had often believed, and I think a lot of people believe this, that our spirit guides are basically going to be dead people in a sense, or people that existed in a different time on earth, just a normal human being. And very often they are, but that's not the only type of guide. And it could Mm -hmm. be someone that we know. It could be an ancestor of ours. It could be a stranger. But there are also lots of other kinds of guides. There are angels. There are ascended masters, people like Jesus Christ or Buddha who have kind of transcended the human realm and now only live in spirit. Um, There are nature guides like water, a certain body of water, a certain place out in nature can be a spirit guide in a sense. And it's all a matter of how you are receiving the guidance and what you are most connected to. So it can come in so many different ways. And I feel like once you open up to all of the different ways you're receiving guidance from different entities or different, you know, places, you start to realize how those signs have been there all along, but often because we expect it to be one thing, we've been missing that guidance all along. Mm. Okay. Yeah. That's really interesting. And and that's kind of how I had understood it was sort of the first piece that you talked about was somebody that's been alive before that's dead that maybe you knew of. And I guess I just never really understood why that person would be interested or or how they would know things to tell me. Do you know what I mean? Like um, maybe mm-hmm. because I don't have a relative that I was very, very close to that's passed. And so I always, you know, would be not understanding spirit guides, I guess. But so that makes sense. It's broader than that. Yeah. And it also has to do with these people who may have lived in a different time or whether it's a different type of spirit that we're getting the guidance from. It's something that before we incarnated into our lifetime now, we made soul agreements to achieve certain things, to learn certain lessons in life. And a lot of times those people are either here on earth with us and they can almost be spirit guides in a sense like a friend or a loved one that we know, or it could be someone that is still in spirit realm and they're presenting themselves as someone from the past, or it was their themselves in a past life speaking to you, but they're in the spirit realm and that's how you remember them in past lives. Ah, okay. Okay. Interesting. 
Um, so why don't we talk a little bit more about the spirit practice and how can it help us in terms of transformation and finding that direction in our life? So as I mentioned before, it really helps you get to the core of what your purpose in life is, which speaking of soul contracts that I just mentioned, that soul contract, what we came here to learn, what we came here to achieve in this lifetime is part of our soul contract, if not our core soul contract. So when we get to that and we get to it through the help of people that we meet, that we were made agreements with before we took human form to meet and from our spirit guides themselves, they know what we're supposed to learn from them and what they're supposed to learn from us. So connecting with them helps us all achieve that bigger lesson that we're here to learn. And especially the spirit guides, the people that are not here on earth, because when we come to earth, we conveniently forget all of this information. So we live our lives like normal people. Our life is meant to rediscover everything in a sense. But the souls and spirits that are still in spirit realm, they know everything. They remember it all. So they're constantly guiding us to whatever it is we're meant to do, whether it's our bigger calling in life, whether it is that soul mission that we have, whether it's just the next step we should take with whatever it is we're trying to achieve right now. Our spirit guides know what that next step is because they know what our soul is here on earth to do. Okay. And so how, I mean, I know you mentioned earlier that you sort of found the link between your guides and hypnosis. How does Mm -hmm. hypnosis fit in? Is that kind of the state you need to be in or how does it work? Um, It helps. It's not, nothing is required. I think that's the biggest thing to remember is that everyone is going to find something that works different for them. The key with hypnosis is a pretty straightforward one. Within hypnosis and connecting with spirit, connecting with the spirit realm in general. So hypnosis works by accessing our subconscious mind. What happens in hypnosis is our conscious, logical thinking mind, the part of our mind that we use every day and we need to use every day to get stuff done, goes to the background. And that part of our mind, the part that we rely on most heavily, is only about 5 to 10% of our mind power. Our subconscious mind, on the other hand, is the other 90 to 95% of our personal mind power. So in hypnosis, that conscious, logical mind goes to the background and our subconscious mind comes forward. And this helps with connecting with your spirit guides in two ways. One, we let go of that doubt. We let go of that logic that's saying, is this even really happening? Did I just make that up in my mind? And there is a bigger part that's the collective mind, the superconscious, the universe, kind of all that is that's out there, including the spirit realm. And our subconscious mind is the bridge to the superconscious. So within hypnosis, we're getting rid of that doubt, we're kind of putting that logical analytical side of ourselves to the background. It kind of takes the back burner for a little bit so we can access our subconscious mind to then access the spirit realm. 
So that's how it all kind of fits together. Okay, that makes sense. Um, and so then the hypnosis kind of, yeah, takes the guesswork out of it. Because I guess I'm thinking like, how do you know whether something is just an idea you had versus something that your spirit guide is bringing forward for you? What I have found most often, and I, like I said, this is something that can take a little bit of practice, especially because we do hold on to that logical side of our mind for a while. And for me, it took a lot of practice to get to this point. But then once you connect with your guides, it's more of an inner knowing. You just know. But also the guidance comes through slightly differently, um, whether it's through a hypnosis recording that you're listening to, whether it's through intuitive journaling, through dreams, through just your normal intuition, these are all different ways that spirit guides can communicate with us. It often takes on a different tone than our own voice. Mm. Um, what I, my general practice when I communicate with my spirit guides is I'll listen to a short hypnosis recording and then journal right afterwards because my guides will speak to me during the hypnosis recording. But then when I write it down, the guidance comes out clearer and kind of expands on it. And often like new stuff comes up because the spirit guides still keep talking as I'm doing that journaling when I'm still slightly in a hypnotic state, but not in full hypnosis. And in that state, when I'm doing the journaling part, um, almost always my guides are speaking to me in the second person. They're referring to me as you. My handwriting changes. It just comes out automatically. And one of the biggest things between being able to tell whether it's coming from your guide or your intuition, or if it's just coming from your imagination and you're making it up, is the ability to recreate where the idea came from. If you can recreate it like step by step, then that most likely is something that is just your imagination. If you can um, remember how it started and then all of a sudden get to that point where you're like, wow, where did that idea even come from? That's when spirit or your intuition or something higher than just your self kind of stepped in and took over. Mm, okay. All right. That's really interesting. So that's something to look, we can look at our journals and things like that to see, I guess. Absolutely. And regardless of how you communicate with spirit or your higher self or your intuition, whatever it is, I always recommend keeping a journal, not only because more guidance can come out that way, but also then you can go back to it and kind of refer back to see, oh, I got that guidance a while ago and I just didn't act on it. Because just because we're receiving this guidance doesn't mean right. we're actually acting on it because we still have that free will thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. No, that's really interesting. And so... Basically, what I'm understanding is in terms of connecting with our spirit, it's it's going to really depend on yourself, but you don't necessarily need somebody else to do it for you. Like it can be something that, that you take on yourself. Absolutely. And I personally, like, I felt weird about having someone else connect to my guides for me um, because I am a very intuitive person because I know that I'm 
spiritually connected. And I got, I was getting very frustrated with myself that I wasn't able to connect directly with my guides. But then when I did do a reading with someone else, while it was interesting and she kind of got right to the point of things, it was stuff that I already knew. And I think that's when I really started Mm -hmm. to notice, like, I've already known this stuff about me. I just wasn't really giving it much credit in a sense. And that's why I think connecting to your guides yourself is so much more powerful than someone else doing it for you. Because then that knowing from of that guidance is coming from within, not from someone else. And Mm. you our guides are connecting to us all the time anyway. We're just not hearing and receiving the information they're giving us. So it's really a matter of learning to listen, not even like we call it connecting with our spirit guides, but it's really more about learning to listen to them and learning to receive their guidance rather than connecting because we're already connected with them and they're sending us signs here and there. We just don't realize it's from them. And so, I mean, I have done sort of a reading or, or however you want to call it. And, you know, the person mentioned that there were guides there. But is it always the same people or entities or spirits? Or do you think that it changes? I think it changes. I believe we have kind of a core team. Mm-hmm. Um, and that goes back to what I was saying with the soul contracts, like the people that we made agreements with before we took form to learn certain things from. And some of those spirits are still up in spirit world. Some are here, but I do believe we also have guides that come in for specific purposes that may not always be there. Like I've had some guides that I've connected with multiple times. I've had some guides that have come in once and kind of told me they'll be back later when I'm ready for them. They were just kind of introducing themselves in a sense. And most often what I find is it's not a collective of guides for me together. Like that does happen sometimes, but normally one will come in at a time okay. and they are generally dedicated to one area of life, like career or relationships or family. And you'll have one guy that that's their focus for you. So if you are looking for advice on one aspect of life, you can call in that guide whenever you need that guidance. Okay. And yeah, I mean, I've heard that before as well, that like, you know, if you're really struggling with something, you can call in a guide either like verbally or in your mind. Like, is that something that you see works as well? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, when I started, I was kind of, I was just open to anything So I was really just calling in like, what do I need to know right now? And I believe that's the most important question to start with, because you may think you want to focus on one aspect of life, but you may really need to get something else in your life sorted out Mm -hmm. first before you can take action on that. So calling in what you need right now is, I believe, the best place to start. And then whatever aspect of life that happens to be that you need to focus on first that's the guide that will come forward. Okay. And so that's the best way to kind of start connecting and yeah. almost like start more broadly, it seems like. Um, yes. And also it 
allows you to kind of release the expectations. Mm. If you go into it with a lot of expectations and some other guide is coming through, you're going to miss that guidance. So that's why it is important to go in with an open mind and see who has the most important message for you today with what you're going on, with what you're going through right at this moment. Because like I said, we may consciously have one idea that we think is the most important, but subconsciously something else is going on that needs more attention first. So I think, yes, that is the best way to start. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. That makes sense. Cause I can totally relate to that expectation piece. Like I remember going to speak with somebody and, and, you know, accessing my guides and then, but a kind of having something on my mind, like, well, I want to know about this. And it was like, that's not really, and then I felt disappointed. That's not really what I got. Like it wasn't focused in that quite area. So that makes sense. Right. And that's kind of where almost our expectations and that ego side of us, mm. not ego in a conceited way, but ego in that trying to control what we're doing can get Mm -hmm. in the way because if we and even if we're looking for confirmation on a certain thing which right I tend to ask more for open advice rather than confirmation because if they're not going to confirm something we're not going to receive that information because we don't want to ah okay very interesting um I guess any other pieces about your spiritual practice or the spiritual practice that others could consider that you want to bring forward, either tips or advice or tools? Um, I believe when you're beginning this journey, the probably the two most important things to begin with are starting a meditation practice, even if it's only like five minutes a day, just to kind of quiet your conscious mind down and start allowing messages to come through, start allowing your intuition to come through, and then start intentionally developing your intuition. Um, Because intuition is one of the strongest ways spirit talks to us. And our intuition can guide us in so many ways in general, that it's just a great thing. And it helps us learn to trust ourselves and trust the guidance that we're getting from our spirit guides and just receive their messages. And so many of us may know that we're intuitive or we might think we're not intuitive at all. All of us have an intuition, but the key is to not just wait for it to show up, to start intentionally developing it. And that really shows your spirit guides that you are serious about this, that you're taking action to receive their guidance and then they start speaking to you more clearly. Cause like I said, they're, they're waiting for us to reach out and to start receiving their messages. So when we start doing it intentionally, they'll show up pretty quickly. Okay. That's really neat. And what's the best way to do that in your mind? Like, is that the journaling piece or can we just extend our meditation or how, how do we start to really be intentional about it? Um, One of the ways that I like to develop my intuition, and this is something I learned from a coach that I had worked with long ago, is in the very beginning, just start listening. It's similar to meditation, but really being mindful 
and tuning in to what's going on around you with all of your senses. Like notice what you're hearing, notice what you're seeing, notice what you're feeling, tasting, even smelling. And both in real life, like what's actually going on around you to notice what you're picking up on and what's sticking out. And also what's going on in your mind as far as words that may be popping into your mind. A vision might be popping into your mind for no reason that you can see right now. And then do that for like three minutes. Just quiet yourself down and do it intentionally and just kind of sit there saying, all right, I'm listening with all of my senses now. What do I need to know? And just listen, absorb it all for three minutes and then go back and write down everything that you remember. Don't try to figure it out while you're in the process, kind of listen first, then go back and record it and really start that because that helps you to start receiving more information from what's going on around you and from your intuition from the spirit realm. And as you practice just receiving these little bits of information, you're inviting more of it in. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I really like that because I find, you know, that's like really tangible. That's something that people can actually do and, and start to work on where, yeah, I think I don't like the idea of having to be connected to somebody else to do this. And, and I think this is a way to actually get started. So I like it. Yeah, I'm, I believe that we all connect in the way that is best for us. For some people that might be working through someone else because they don't have that self-trust personally yet. They might need to build that self-trust before they can connect on their own. But I believe that everyone can and should connect on their own, even if that's where they start. They shouldn't always rely on someone outside of themselves to receive this guidance because then you're missing out on all of the guidance you're receiving every single day. Cause you can't have a reading with someone every day. Yeah. So yeah, you're missing true. so much if that's all you're relying on. And because it is absolutely available to everyone, you don't need a special skill you or a special gift. I suppose you just need to develop that skill and we all can, it's something all of us can learn. And so if you start tuning into your own, is it in time that you may notice others as well? Or is that a whole separate skill? Um, I believe so. I believe that especially people that we are connected with in a sense, because I think there's that overlap of certain people are in our lives for certain reasons. So if someone else is in our lives, we have commonalities. So we probably have commonalities in the spirit realm as well. Mm. Obviously, I think there are some people that are much more in tune to other people's energy. And yeah, that can absolutely come in. And that's also as you start developing your intuition and your own gifts, you're going to find that you have different gifts that you may not have even realized you had before. Like that has definitely happened for me. So, mm -hmm. so yeah. So I have helped other people connect with their guides through hypnosis as in guiding them, but they're still the one doing it when I'm guiding them through hypnosis. I'm just recording the answer for them. So I haven't, personally connected with someone else's guides on their behalf okay yet but i've never tried to because i i think it's something everyone should do for themselves so 
Okay, interesting. Wow, that's really neat. And like, do you have any examples, I guess, if somebody's like, kind of thinking, oh, this sounds neat, of where people have seen this really influence their life? I mean, I'm sure you've got your own personal examples. Um, are, like, are there anything, any others with clients maybe that you've worked with where people have found sort of their path? Um, one of and this was right as I was sort of thinking about switching my business around. I was working with a client and I had her call in helpers of some sort. And she ended up and she told me after the session, and it was interesting because most people, when they come out of hypnosis, they're relaxed. They're pretty calm. They're a little sleepy in a sense. She came out and she was very excited and had to write stuff down right away. And she told me that she had called in her grandparents who had passed away and that they gave her all of this advice for her business that she had never even considered doing before. And she's like, okay, I think my business is going to become much bigger than I ever had even considered before based on this guidance I just received. And that was kind of probably the number one session where I was like, okay, I'm on to something here that I didn't even quite realize I was helping people do. And then as I was doing that more intentionally with more clients, I was like, oh yeah, this happens. And it's happened a lot, particularly within businesses. And I'm that might just be the type of clients that I happen to be working with because it's a lot of entrepreneurs. So they have business on their mind but it's happened with several clients where they've all of a sudden had new business ideas and seen exactly where they want their business to go, like both physically, like a location and goal wise. So, so yeah. Hmm. Yeah. That's it's really neat. Okay. Several. <laughs> no, that's great. And, and yeah, that's the thing. You're never totally sure. And, and I think a lot of times people tend to keep it this kind of thing to themselves, right? Like they don't, they may see or have like some kind of an intuition, but they're not exactly telling everybody where it came from because maybe they're, they don't even really know because it's from oh, this yeah. realm. Yes, I I 100% believe that happens a lot. And even with what I do for my business, it, it took a while for me to talk about it openly, especially because I do most of my marketing on social media. And it was more of the, what are people going to think of me? Like, especially the people in real life that aren't into spiritual stuff. I was like, oh, no, what are they going to think if I talk about talking to my spirit guides? They're all going to think I'm crazy. So I'm sure a lot of people are speaking to their guides and communicating with their guides and either not admitting it to anyone else or they aren't really sure where that idea came from. So they kind of keep it to themselves and hide that idea away, but keep it in the background for when they're ready. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. I think that makes a lot of sense. Um, so as we wrap up, Melissa, how can listeners find out more about you? Is there a place online, social media, that's the best place to connect with you? Um, absolutely. The best place to connect with me is uh, probably Facebook. Um, you can find me on my personal profile, which is Melissa Conkling 627. And I also have a Facebook group as well, which is called Everyday Alchemists. Um, spiritual development for intuitive seekers. It's a very long name. Um, and then you can also find me on my website, which is melissaconkling.com. Much easier. Yeah. <laughs> okay. That's great. I will link up to those in the show notes. 
and then Perfect. people can find you that way as well. Well, this has been super fascinating. I appreciate all you answering all of my sort of, I'm sure, bland questions in terms of understanding how everything works. But I think I'm sure there's of others course. out there who, you know, the primer is really helpful for. Absolutely. Because we all think we know, mm-hmm. but then we don't really necessarily know till we had experienced it ourselves. So mm-hmm. it's good to have that background. Yes, absolutely. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining me today. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much to Melissa Conkling for this wonderful conversation. There were so many takeaways um, in terms of how we can look at spirituality and the usefulness that hypnosis can really give us. I mean, I think many of us know hypnosis from things like weight loss or smoking. Like We've seen that in popular culture, but it sounds like it can be really an interesting tool to use. And I loved learning a little bit more about like, what is a spirit guide and and sort of how do these connections work? It's something that I really, I don't know, I always kind of think in my retirement, maybe I'll get more into spirituality, though I could probably use the guidance now if I'm being honest. So I don't know, maybe it'll come sooner than later. Um, If you do want to learn more about Melissa, you can connect with her, as she said, on Facebook at Melissa Conkling. Um, She also has her website, melissaconkling.com, and I'll be sure to um, link up to some of those in the show notes and hopefully you can connect with her there and that you really enjoyed hearing from her and learning from her today in um, her role as a spiritual hypnotist. So I hope everybody is enjoying spring. I hope that nobody else has shingles and other people are, um, you know, enjoying this vibrant time and enjoying their health and getting outside. It's looked so beautiful. So, um, you know, just wait until I'm healthy and out there it's gonna be it's gonna be good I keep thinking about wanting to be running and like all of those things which I know I shouldn't really be doing with shingles so gonna wait but um you know I'm getting getting excited about thinking about maybe training for something and and working into more of a fitness routine again all right I hope you all have a great week and we'll be back next week thanks thank you for listening to the learning to slay the beast podcast Please keep in mind, this podcast is not intended to be medical or professional advice. If you'd like to hear more from me, you can follow me on social media, Instagram and TikTok at Sarah Lady Gluten or Facebook, Sarah underscore Gluten Free Lady. You can also visit my website, which includes author information, speaking information, and more info on the podcast at www.se hyphen german.com. If you like the podcast, please feel free to review the podcast on your favorite platform and also subscribe because it means that it will show up for you every week on your favorite podcast platform. Also, we've just started to have the ability to support the podcast. You can find this link in my Instagram bio or visit Kofi ko fi dot com slash learning to slay the beasts. Thanks again for listening and have a great week. Mm-hmm.